you would like to follow along with your Bible this morning, we have them available at all the corners of the sanctuary. And our scripture this morning comes from Romans 13, which can be found on page 124 in the second set of page numbers. So our scripture passage is verses 11 through 14, but I'm actually going to start reading in verse 8 because it kind of flows into it. So Romans 13, we're going to start reading in verse 8. Owe no one anything except to love one another, for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and any other commandment are summed up in this word, love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor, therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. Besides this, you know what time it is, how it is now the moment for you to wake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we became believers. The night is far gone, the day is near. Let us then lay aside the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us live honorably as in the day, not in reveling and drunkenness, not in debauchery and licentiousness, not in quarreling and jealousy. Instead, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. This is the word of the Lord. Father God, we pray that in this time of reflecting on your word, that your spirit would be among us in a mighty way. Open our ears and our hearts to not only hear, but also to receive your word, Lord. Lord, as we come into the season of waiting and expectation, help us be patient, but help us also be about the work of preparing our hearts for the true meaning of Christmas, the light of your son, Jesus Christ, coming into the world. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. So as Lindsay shared with us earlier, Advent is kind of this countdown. We're waiting. Christmas is in sight, but we're not quite there yet. We have this whole 25 days to get through. And waiting is not always something that we're good at. But there's also different kinds of waiting. Uh, just yesterday, my mom and I were coming back from Tofino, and we knew the highway was closed until 11. So when we pull up at 10.50, we know we were going to have to wait before we could get through. And that was fine, because we expected it. You know shortly after 11, you're going to be able to get through you don't wander too far from your car because you don't want to be that person who's holding everyone up when you get to go. So you just, you wait. There's not a whole lot you can do. Sometimes we just have to be patient and fill the time with whatever is at hand. Advent is a different kind of waiting because there's things that we're supposed to do. And while on the one hand, 
we have a deadline. We know that on December 25, we choose to celebrate that Jesus did come into this world and was born. But in the other sense, we don't know when Advent will end. Because while Jesus came once, we know he's coming again. We just don't know when. When Paul wrote this, he said, soon. It has been a very long soon. (laughs) We are still waiting for their soon to come. So we can't just kind of sit and say, well, maybe his soon will actually be our soon and Jesus will come again and we'll just be here waiting. We're ready to go when he comes, but until then, like, I don't want to get too far. I don't want to wander off. I'm just going to be. Paul shares with us this morning that we have to wake from our sleep. We can't just be going through the day hoping for something to come. We have things to do. We have to prepare our hearts. And what does that look like? Paul kind of has this positive call and this negative call. He says positively, love one another. Jesus has come And you have seen it. You have become Christians. You're coming to church. You're writing letters with his apostle because you know that Jesus came and was all about love. And we are called to also be about love. All of the laws of the Old Testament, those are fulfilled in loving one another. And at the same time, don't do these other things. Don't steal, don't commit adultery, don't lie, don't covet. Don't be drunk, don't go to these reveling, debauchery, licentious, quarreling and jealousy. He says, don't do those things. Because even though we are still waiting, even though the day of judgment has not yet come, the light of Jesus is in the world. He says, you are no longer living in darkness, but you are living in the light. As you heard in our call to Advent this morning, and as you see in the darkness on the wall, our theme this Advent is looking at this journey from darkness to light. And Advent is a really unique opportunity for us to spend some time reflecting on the darkness. Because I think if we look around the world today, we do see the light of Jesus. But we also still see the darkness. We see that Jesus has not yet fully cast it out of this world, and that we are still waiting for the full appearance of his kingdom. As Abigail talked to us about this morning, and as Joyce told us, we want to spend some time really focusing on where we as a world are, which is in a place that still has bits of darkness. I think it's rather fitting that Advent comes at a time of year 
where it is darker out. It is colder. We want to light fires. We want to have lights on in the house. We like putting up Christmas lights. It gives us cheer. Because we as people don't like darkness. Things happen in the dark that make us fearful, that make us anxious, that make us just want to go home and curl up with a blanket and not leave the house again. But Paul says, wake up. You have things to do. Yes, there is darkness. But you are called to put on the armor of light. I also really like the phrase he uses of armor because that's what it is for us. Because the darkness in the world today, the darkness around us, is not some vague, unknown thing. The darkness is real and tangible for each of us. When you read through the list of things that Paul warns his readers to stay away from, not all of them are going to be temptations for all of us. Not everyone is going to be attracted to partying. Not everyone is going to be jealous. Not everyone is going to covet or lie or murder. But each of us, in our own hearts, knows that there are things that we are tempted by. There are parts of the darkness of our world that call to us, that distract us from staying focused on the light of Jesus, on good, on love. If we ignore those things, then we run the risk of accidentally falling into them. We have to do the work of naming them, of seeing them for what they are so that we can combat them. As I was reflecting on this passage this week, I thought of the scene from my, one of my favorite movies. There's a musical called Into the Woods, and it takes all of these different fairy tale characters and weaves them together into this one grand narrative. And they all cross paths as for different reasons they journey into the woods, into the darkness, into this place where things happen that aren't the norm in the village or the castle. They encounter things there that challenge them, that tempt them, but also that help them grow in new ways. And there's one scene where their baker's wife is traveling through the woods and she meets the prince. And the prince attempts to seduce her. And she is tempted. She's like, we're in the woods. Nobody else can see us. Like, if there is ever a place where you can be free to go a little wild, it's in the woods because different things happen in the woods. We don't like the darkness because we know that people who might be of sound judgment and good character, when they are not seen, when they are in the darkness, sometimes make bad choices. As a 
younger single woman, I don't, when I lived in Seattle, I did not walk through downtown Seattle by myself at night. Places that during the day I was perfectly comfortable going, at night, it would just not have been safe. The darkness is real. But as the baker's wife is reflecting on this, she realizes you can't live in the woods. You journey through it. You spend some time. You take the opportunities for growth. You grow stronger and more brave. You develop new skills. But at the end of the day, you have to leave the woods. That's what I want this Advent season to be for us this year. As a community, I want us to say, we're going to name the darkness. We're going to acknowledge that scripture tells us it is still real, it is still here, and we know that we are still waiting for Jesus to come again. And we're going to do the work of preparing our hearts, of diving into the depths of ourselves and saying, what are the parts of darkness that tempt me? Where am I not loving myself, loving others, or loving God the way I want to? And how can I shed those things? Because if we're going to put on the armor of light, we have to first take off those parts of darkness that we are clinging to. And it's not going to be easy, and it's not going to be perfect. That's the beauty of our church calendar, is things that we work on this year, 12 months we get to work on them again, because we're not going to do it perfectly. But it's an opportunity for us for a month to reflect very intentionally on where we are right now. Are we looking into the darkness and saying, there are things there that I am still holding on to? Are we seeing the light of Jesus and saying, I know it's there, but it's not the brightest light in my life right now? There are other things of this world that I am clinging to for hope, that I am trusting in, that are shining brighter than the light of Jesus. And what is it going to take for you to dim those lights so that the only light that you are focused on is that of Jesus Christ, of the hope and the grace and the love that he promises? As a word of hope, I want to remind you We don't do this alone. That's the other part of this musical that I love. As you get to the end, you've lost some characters. Some characters have strayed. So all of these families, all of these different fairy tale stories are broken up and intermixed. 
and yet they realize that on their own, they don't know their way forward. But if they come together, if they form a new family, they can handle anything that comes their way. That is the church of Jesus Christ. We all come from different backgrounds, different stories, different relationships with God. We all have different temptations and different strengths. And yet our God has gathered us in together and said, do your best to love one another. And if you do that, you are fulfilling what I have told you to do. If you love one another, that is the whole ballgame. You have got it made. And all of these other things that I am telling you to do will just start happening. Because you will have people on either side of you who are also working to put on the armor of light. And who in those moments that you are struggling with darkness, that you are struggling to set aside a temptation, or struggling to remember how bright the light of Jesus is, you have your brothers and your sisters on either side of you to defend you and to guide you to speak these words of hope and truth, that Jesus Christ is the light of the world. He came and was born. He lived and died for you. And he is coming again. And on that day, we know the darkness will be gone because Jesus has already defeated it. So in this Advent season. Where is the darkness in your life? Where is the light? What are the practices that you need to do or that you want to invite others in this community to join you in? To look ahead at the promise of light at Christmas and to run all out into the brilliance of that light, and to live your life in such a way that that light also shines out of you. Because this light is so bright, it will cover the whole world. There is no one who need be fear that they are left out of it. May that be your hope this Advent season. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for the very real image of light in the darkness that you have given us. For the deep and everlasting hope that we get when we think of that picture. Lord, we pray that as we enter this season of working on our hearts, that you would be journeying with us. Help us be honest with ourselves and with each other about the areas of darkness that we are struggling with. And every step of the way, 
Help us stay focused on your light, the light of Jesus, that you sent into this world because you loved us so much. Lord, in times of doubt or uncertainty, may we cling to your love and your hope and know that nothing we do will ever dim your light. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.